Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro. Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Our so-called great American pastime, baseball, has really become nothing more than one great big waste of fun. These negotiations, or better said, lack thereof, are a national embarrassment. That's right, a national embarrassment. So who's to blame? All parties concerned. That's who, folks. Players, owners, and yeah, I'm sorry to say, even you and me, the fans. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, folks. I don't... I woke up today and what do I want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Do I want to talk about the crisis that's going on in our country? I mean, I've I've spoken about the pandemic. I've spoken about the protests going on in our country. I've spoken about the crises in our country. And uh, I don't want to use the term I'm tired of it because a lot of it, dialogue is important. The discussions are important. But I'm going to take a break from it today and talk about one thing. This, this absolute disgrace what Major League Baseball has become. And, and let me correct myself on saying that. Baseball has been a disgrace in a lot of ways for a long time. But this... I mean, we're talking about the Black Sox scandal. We're talking about performance-enhancing drugs. We're talking about, as I say, gambling. We're talking about cheating. But this, 
What is going on right now, the state of affairs in Major League Baseball is at its ugliness. Ugliest. Absolutely despicable. There is no defense of any one of these clowns involved in the negotiations. None. None whatsoever. I don't care if you're an owner's person. I don't care if you're a player's person. And again, I put it also on some fans, which I'll get into as we go a little further in this discussion. But doesn't matter what side you're on, all, every side is to blame here. Now, the latest deal is, you know, the union union wants an answer. They, they want to know by the end of uh, the workday, which is today, which is Monday when I'm recording this, whether they get an answer or not. They want to be told, we want to go to work. Well, let's see what happens. But I want to read something to you. I was doing some reading over the weekend. And um, I've always been a big Jackie Robinson guy. Uh, why? Jackie Robinson was my first baseball hero. People my age, most of them, you know, growing up in New York, chances. Babe Ruth was the biggest name. To me, still is the biggest name in baseball. And the only reason that uh, the Jackie Robinson name stuck out with me because it's how you brought up, and I was brought up in a Brooklyn Dodger household. But I never read this quote that I found from Jackie Robinson. And I really think it's quite apropos today. Baseball, I'm quoting Jackie Robinson now, baseball, like some other sports, poses as a sacred institution dedicated to the public good. But it is actually a big selfish business with a ruthlessness that many big businesses would never think of displaying. How about that, folks? Again, I'm going to say it again. Baseball, like some other sports, poses as a sacred institution dedicated to the public good. But it is actually a big, selfish business with a ruthlessness that many big businesses would never think of displaying. Well, I think that pretty much hits the nail on the head with what the hell is going on with Major League Baseball. Uh, We are talking about billionaires and millionaires. I'm going to say nickel and diming each other. What kind of logic? You want to talk about you know, making impressions on people and good public relations. This is the beyond question, the dumbest thing I've ever seen baseball do, and I think it's one of the dumbest PR moves I have ever seen any place, any place. We have people in this country, people in this country, on the balls of their asses. We have people in this country who never dreamed, never ever dreamed of wanting or thinking about collecting unemployment. We have people who never dreamed 
of being on lines to get food. We have people whose businesses, for lack of a better term, will go in the shithouse and not return. It said somewhere between 40 and 51% of small businesses in New York City will be lost because of what has gone on with the COVID-19. Businesses, people that have broken their backs, their sweat, they've put everything, life savings, everything into this for their their livelihood, their families. It's, it's going to be lost. If it's not lost already, it's gone. They're not coming back. On top of that, throw what's just happened with the protests and looting and, and businesses. And I'm not talking about Macy's, which was a travesty, what happened to them or some of the big businesses, big stores on Fifth Avenue. But small businesses. These people were on the verge of attempting to come back, and then they got it ripped out from their souls again. This is all part of what the hell is going on in this country. And these morons in Major League Baseball, players and the owners, have the balls to be bickering? I'll call it dickering. It's disgraceful. They can't come to an agreement. They, You know, Joel Sherman in the Post brought up a very good point. They haven't even met face-to-face. With so much at stake and so much going on and you want to portray good faith, these morons, these putzes, haven't even sat down face-to-face. It's been back-and-forth emails. Really? And you want to talk about for the good of the fans? And, and Rob Manfred was talking about, well, I guarantee we're going to have baseball. What the hell kind of baseball are we going to have? First of all, the baseball that's going to come back is going to be shit. Plain and simple, okay? What are you going to have? Yankee fans and Met fans and this fan and Dodger fans and Giants fans and Nationals fans and all fans and Red Sox. Oh, yeah, let's, let's go down to, to Florida and watch the games being played in Florida on TV with no fans. Oh, that's going to be really great. Like I said way back, if you remember, folks, to me, this season should be a wash. Forget about it and start over next season. But no, they were going to do this. Now they can't even get along to agree. And we're talking. I mean, we're talking about people. They're upset about their prorated salaries. No, we got to get everything. Really? I'm sitting here at WABC Radio as I record this podcast right now. There are people here within this building who aren't in this building because they're out on furlough. And there are other radio stations and other places out on furlough. And people laid off and people have lost jobs.
And they're dickering over this nonsense. And I call it nonsense. We're talking about billionaires and millionaires. And I don't care if it's going to be 70% at this or we were promised this. I do not care what the numbers are. And, and folks, if you know me, if you know Russ Salzberg, and you know my history, I have never, ever, I, I, am, I am a capitalist, a capitalist. I am all for any and everybody making as much as they can. I've never knocked a player for wanting to get as much as he can. If someone's willing to pay, God bless. Same deal with tickets. If someone's willing to pay, God bless. But during these times, you know, I I always used to say, and and I'm telling you, I never knocked a player for wanting more money. And I always used to laugh, you know, back in the day when I was on WFAN, I remember I'd get callers during strikes or something and people would say, well, you know, Russ, I play for nothing. These guys, it's a game. And I remember one caller, he, he said he'd play for nothing. I says, let me ask you a question. What do you do? Let's, I forget the guy's name. Maybe the guy's name was Joe. He says, what do you do? He says, well, I'm a salesman. I says, well, what do you sell? You sell cleaning? He, he, it was cleaning supplies. That, that's what I remembered. And I says, well, I'll tell you what, Joe. Call him Joe. I said, go into your boss tomorrow and tell him you're going to work for nothing. For a month. So right away, you call a response. What, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What's that got to do with anything? Because you know what? For baseball players, it's their job. So you want them, to, right? You would play for nothing because maybe you're not happy with your job. I don't never told anybody what to do with their money. People used to say, you know, back Joe D, Joe DiMaggio, he would... Hey, I used to tell people, you forget, back in 1938, I believe it was. It's 38 or 39. Joe D held out for 25000 He wanted 40000 He ended up settling for 25000 And when he came back, fans booed him. People just don't have memories or they don't know history. But I'm just bringing out a point. I never knocked anybody holding out negotiations, playing hardball, owners, players. That happens all the time in all sports. It happens in our business. You negotiate. Some people have leverage. Some people don't. That's what dealing. But not now. Not now. Not now when this country is in a financial crisis. People's lives, basically people's lives have been ruined. All what they've worked their whole lives for have been ruined. People don't know. Kids are graduating college. They don't know how how they're getting jobs. People don't know. And you guys are putzing around all this time and you can't come to an agreement. And and now it's going to end up being, if if Rob Manfred uh, just decides, okay, it's going to be a 50-game season, then there's going to be lawsuits and, and going back and forth and filing grievances. Really, 
We're going to have to listen to grievances and bullshit while people are groveling and starving. It's disgraceful. It absolutely sickens me. It's shameful. It's sinful. You know, I threw my three little grandsons, little Miles is five, Max is four, and little Jones is two and a half. They were sleeping over our house uh, this weekend, Saturday night, sleeping over Mima and Pops. And the the five-year-old and the four-year-old who are cousins were uh, you know, bickering. One wanted to do this, one wanted to do that. And I heard my wife teaching them. She sat them down. And Mima was teaching them about compromise, about compromise. And I was listening to it. And I was looking at a five-year-old and a four-year-old, you know, both kind of wanted their way, but they were listening with wide eyes because Mima was explaining what compromise meant. And as she was doing it, I was looking at them and I'm thinking about the nonsense going on now. There is no compromise. There is no compromise. There's no more compromise left in this country. It, it's terrible. You know, if you recall, uh, about a month ago, I did, you know, we was talking about politics. There's no compromise in this country. And let's transcend it into now. There is no compromise. These people can't think about what has gone on and people can come together and compromise on this. It's disgraceful. And the reason I say fans are to blame as well, it's for this reason. Because, because of the love of the game, it's like P.T. Barnum would say, a sucker's born every minute. Fans. And I'm not saying you, I'm saying you and me. We are the suckers. Because, because of the love of the game, we allow baseball to screw up, screw up, screw up, and we keep coming back, and we keep coming back, and we keep coming back. It happened over what? It happened over cheating. Well, let's go back, you know, back 19, we're talking 101 years. But the fans kept coming back. What was the Black Sox scandal, 1919? Fans came back. We've talking about cheating. We've talking about performance-enhancing drugs. Fans come back. We've spoken about, well, talked about strikes, lockouts, whatever. Fans come back. Right? Fans come back. They're suckers. You got Alex Rodriguez. Cheater. Multiple times. Liar. 
throw, throwing people under the bus is lying. If he can help you win, though, you kissed his ass. He's not the only one. You kissed his ass and his fellow cheaters' asses. And how has Alex Rodriguez been punished? He's a face of baseball on not one, but two networks, ESPN and Fox. But you keep coming back, fans. You keep coming back. And you keep coming back to buy in to what baseball sells. You pay through the nose for tickets. You pay through the nose for parking. And baseball knows it. The players and the owners, they know it. And I, as sure as you and I are sitting here talking right now, they know, ah, the fans will come back. And the only way they're going to ever learn is if the fans don't come back. And I'm telling you something, I'm really interested to see what happens. Because you know what? A lot of the fans, they're not going to have the money the Do-Re-Mi, the Gelt, the Shkarol, the Dinero. They're not going to have it to come back. Because people are going to have other priorities. I mean, think about it. As I said before, people are collecting unemployment who would never dream about collecting unemployment. People are on food lines now. Never would dream. Three months ago, are you kidding me? People, I mean, how are they going to support? How am I, I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to, my kids got to go to school. How am I going to pay for his education, her education? When my business is not coming back. How is this going to work out? These people want to know, and baseball is futzing around. And how about the players futzing around, and and you're talking about all the people who work in the stadiums. And most of those people who work there, it's secondary jobs. To help supplement their families. It's gone. Those people really need those jobs. They're not there. And, and you know what? Even you, if you assholes do play, if you, you do play, these poor people are still not getting their jobs back because you're going to be playing in front of empty stadiums, not in their stadiums. How about all those, all those joints under the L around Yankee Stadium? What's happening to those places? Baseball could come back. Dead joints aren't coming back. They may never come back. It's a disgrace. Baseball should be absolutely ashamed of themselves in every way, shape, and form. There's, I can't say enough bad things what baseball has done. It is simply despicable. They look, everybody, owners and players look like right of entitled punks. 
Now, there there have been some nice gestures, and what David Price, gave, I think, gave $200,000 and, you know, gave money for uh, workers at the stadiums, Dodger Stadium. But, but really, you got minor leaguers. I mean, there are so many people affected by this. And I'm going to tell you something else. Again, I get it when agents are supposed to do their job. An agent's job is to get as much money for his players. I get that. But Scott Boris, shut the hell up. Because you're an agent. You shouldn't be in this negotiation. This is the union and this is Major League Baseball. Stay the hell out of it. Because that, you know, I've always said that about, you know, as much as I've always said players are entitled to make as much as they can, as much as somebody's willing to pay. I always used to laugh. Owners and owners have lost over collusion issues. Yeah, owners aren't allowed to collude, but agents collude all the time. Now, don't have your guy sign because, you know, this will affect my guy, but it's done all the time. Tony Clark for the Players Union, Rob Manfred, Commissioner of Baseball. And, and I campaigned for Rob Manfred to be the guy succeeding Bud Selig. I campaigned for him at Channel 5, loud and clear. He knew it, and everybody in Major League Baseball knew it. But I'm sorry, guys. What are you doing? You need to sit down and stop the bullshit. You know, first of all, we're, I mean, we're talking about a, a 78, whatever the hell the schedule is. It's not a real s- schedule. This is what you're, think about this. And you want everything prorated? I, I got people here, I'm looking out. I mean, people that I see all the time when I come in here aren't here. When I drive in, I'm still driving through a ghost town. Streets are still dead. And this is what you're arguing about, and you haven't had a face-to-face meeting yet? You haven't had a face-to-face meeting yet, so how the hell do you have the balls to to eat any side be righteous, self-righteous, and, oh, well, you're not trying anything, and you don't give a shit about the fans. Zero. How you can look in the mirror, how anybody can look in the mirror from Major League Baseball on owner's side or player side, look in the mirror and have allowed this to go on while you see what's going on with the rest of the country, you are out to lunch. Nuts. Absolutely, to me, despicable. My biggest joy growing up was going to a baseball game. 
My biggest joy as a father was taking my two daughters to baseball games and various sporting events. But it's something about something about the baseball game because you can go with the with the kids and you can sit and relax. You don't have to, you know, sit on the edges of the seat for every play. The, the, the baseball allows more chat time. Th- to this day, I love going to a game with a couple of guys having a beer or two, having a couple of hot dogs and relaxing on a great evening. It's the best. Not anymore. I'm telling you, I will never look at baseball the same way again. Maybe it's the fact that I've been in the business a long time. I've been through work stoppages. I've been through a lot of things. But this, my, my heart can't come fully back from this. I'm just disgusted. I think I think it's a disgrace. It's sinful. You know, I, I, I did a quote from Jackie Robinson earlier. Well, here, here's a quote from his teammate, Roy Campanella, who, like my dear departed friend Yogi Berra, uh, Yogi won three MVPs for the Yankees. Roy Campanella won three MVPs as a Dodger. This was one of Campy's quotes. You got to be a man to play baseball for a living, but you got to have a lot of little boy in you too. I don't think the players and the owners have thought of much of the little boys and girls out there today. I don't think they give a rat's ass about them today. I think they've displayed what they are. Selfish, spoiled brats. Selfish, wealthy, rich, spoiled brats. Maybe they feel entitled. Maybe they forgot where they come from but it's despicable. So I started this podcast with Jackie Robinson's quote. I will end with a quote from Hall of Famer Jackie Robinson. Baseball, like some other sports, poses as a sacred institution dedicated to the public good. But it is actually a big selfish business with a ruthlessness that many big businesses would never think of displaying. Think about it. Selfish business, folks, with a ruthlessness. Posing as a sacred institution dedicated to the public good. Boy, number 42, Jackie Robinson. He he must have foresaw what was going to go on in 2020 because if what's going on, on in baseball does not epitomize what Jackie just said, nothing does. So for you fans out there who might be crying for baseball, hey, I'm telling you how I feel. You want to feel for baseball? God bless you. But don't be suckers. We've been suckers long enough. 
baseball has screwed this up big time. What they're displaying now is something that will be etched in my mind and it should be etched in your minds forever. When this country and people and citizens and fans have been under such stress and financial burden, they're doing this at this time. Shame on baseball, shame on players, owners, all parties concerned. And right now, folks, that's a wrap here. I want to thank you all for getting a load of this. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know how you feel about today's podcast. You can tell me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg, on Facebook. You can always check out my website, russsalzberg.com. My thanks always to my main man across the way, the marvelous Matt Meany. The 77 WABC program director, Dave Labrosi, and his outstanding assistant program director, Matt Dahl, president and GM here at WABC Radio, Chad Lopez. And last but certainly not least, a great big thank you to you people out there, because without you people out there, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Talk to you next time. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh, there it is! Drawing board or... Miro! Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's one. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com.